How you doing, buddy? Um, good. <laughs> Let's discuss the week that was with James Dunning and the Rubber Boots Podcast Crew. Special guest here. This is our new thing. We do interviews now on the uh, Rubber Boots podcast. This is how many in a row, Scott? Like three interviews in a row we've done or something? At least. This Thank might be number three, but we're getting it. Curling <laughs> legend Jennifer Jones. Um, bump. CFL <laughs> 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 guy. Yeah. Rod uh, Smith. Rod, Rod Smith. Smith. Broadcasting <laughs> legend Rod Smith. And now uh, another great broadcaster, wine connoisseur, and all around good guy friend of ours, uh, Matthew Cause. Uh, and Matthew's on for a specific reason. How you doing, Matt? Matt is. Tell us where you are, Matt. First off, wow, what a plummet in guest quality. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's almost like it took some sort of global pandemic to get me on here. Um, I'm right now, I'm, a, I'm at a hotel near the airport. I'm in the uh, quarantine hotel. Um, I, I forget which one. It's like a Marriott or, or something. And this entire hotel is only for travelers back in Canada who have to quarantine between 24 and 72 hours. Uh, I'm overlooking an Avis um, parking lot. It's empty. Wind swept snow. And the Tim Hortons, I've seen it from either eight to 14 people on the line. So that's my view of sort of uh, Mississauga, Etobicoke sort of area. That's where I am. Okay. So the reason we're having our friend Matt, we should have had Matt on years ago because he fits right into the, he's an idiot. To be fair, we we have had, I'll just pause you there. We have had Matt on the podcast. That's true. It was a a very brief interview in the hallway, but he has been on the podcast. I do remember (laughs) When was that? What was that for? I I think Matt actually had to kick us out of our recording space, and so we just put him on the podcast while he was doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Memorable for all of us, clearly. (laughs) It's a good thing it wasn't wasn't James you asked me, how's your father, and you forgot. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) One time he's done that. So... Um, Matt's on here at the Rubber Boots Podcast brought to you by VetSafe.net because he's our friend, but because he happened to be in South Africa when uh, Omicron, how do you say it again? Omicron? Omicron? Omicron. Yeah. Sort of. It transforms. It transforms into a into like an aircraft carrier. The Omicron. Like Bumblebee. (laughs) A transformer. Uh, So Transformers. uh, Tell us tell us the story of why you went to South Africa and how you found out you got trapped and the nightmare. And please make it as nightmarish as possible. Like, even if it wasn't that bad, make yeah. it really bad because that'll be more fun for us. Okay, okay, I, I can do that. So I was in South Africa. Um, we had a couple weeks off. My girlfriend had a couple weeks off and her twin sister did. So, because uh, they both work as flight attendants. So we decided where's the furthest we could go and decided to go to South Africa. It's one of the most beautiful wine regions in the world, Stellenbosch. So, okay, we'll hit Cape Town, we'll hit some coastal cities, and me being on brand, do like four days in Stellenbosch. And so that was all set. And about about a weekend, we're starting to hear, yeah, there's this variant thing. I'm like, ah, well, that's not going to be anything. And then, and then suddenly, just one day, where the entire, the entire media was like, this big thing was happening, and, and South Africa was in trouble. And it was weird, because when I would hear the news from the Western perspective, I was like, holy Lord, are we in danger? And then I'd look outside and everyone was wearing masks. And 
everyone's behaving and it was beautiful. I'm like, huh, doesn't feel like it's on fire here. But the, the freaky part was we didn't know how we were going to get home. And our original plan was to fly from Cape Town to Newark. And we're like, don't worry, we bought new tickets. We're going to leave early. That stinks. But we're heading home, folks. And then America was like, not so fast. Uh, unless you're American, we're not going to let you in our country. Ah, bleep. So now it's just about trying to find a flight. And the hard part was the only airports that the consulate told us would allow us to fly from Cape Town to their airport was Frankfurt in Germany and Ethiopia. And they told us, avoid Ethiopia as there's some, there's some internal, like a lot of strife going on within that nation. So we had one choice, Frankfurt. And then it's about trying to find flights. And then it's about, okay, you're going to need a PCR test here. Oh, you're going to need to get one at the Frankfurt airport. Oh. But if you get one at the airport, you better get the result back or you're going to miss your connecting flight. And then you're stuck in uh, Frankfurt. And then so that was the main issue was it wasn't really about our safety because the country is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's, it's really safe. It's just, when are we getting home? How are we getting home? And even when we did everything right, I was still like, are we getting on this plane? And even you know, we, we got it all figured out, but it was just, you had that sort of stress, that anxiety, um, especially when I went to bed at night, just thinking, you know, am I home tomorrow, the next day, the next day? So that, that's sort of it. And I think I've already talked too long. No, 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 no that's great. We're, we're only here for you. So how, how, did, how long did you end up getting stuck? We actually only got, because we, we tried to, we were there for about a week and we had another week there. So we started to try to get out earlier, but every attempt failed, every flight failed. And then it's like, well, we can't make that flight because we can't find a place to get a PCR test in time. So we were really only like, in the end, we're only delayed by like two days between when we were initially supposed to get home and when we, and we eventually did. But we were trying to get home about a week earlier. And you know, the frustrating thing is you, you go to bed at night or you get up in the morning and you try, you try, you try. Then you go and spend the day doing whatever you're going to do. And then you think you have a plan. And then it's like, nope, plan's done. You're going to need a new plan. Mm. Now, did, 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 do you have the worst fears that you're just going to get stuck there for a month or something? Because yes. oh, yeah. I, I can relate slightly. And I, I'm sure I told this on the pod last year. But, you know, I was in Turks and Caicos. So when, when, when Rudy Gobert started COVID and everything... <laughs> The, like whatever the yes, next day the nhl season shut down and, but my family was already in turks for like the march break right. so i i flew there and then two days in the government said that uh they asked everybody to come home said we're gonna you know and and turks said it was closing the airport and i panicked that we went home right away and then i realized all the other march break travelers said screw this and stayed, yeah. <laughs> stayed for another yeah. week because canada was never going to leave all their people abroad so i was the idiot who panicked but there is this fear in your head. Oh, Turks will shut down its airport. We're never going to get home. And well, I just wondered if you went through that. Yeah. Actually, James, it's a, it's a good question because at one point we were getting so frustrated. I was like, screw it. Let's just stay here a couple more weeks because everything seemed to be closing. And, and the fear was what if Germany decided to reverse policy? Like literally, if not in Germany, if the Frankfurt airport said, nope, we're changing policy, we're going to do what America's doing, then we would have been well, stuck sure. there. And I have a friend whose dad was stuck in Mexico, same timing as you, James, where they were stuck there for like, and now they had a place. So it wasn't like they were jumping from Airbnb to Airbnb, but they were stuck for like months and months and months. And oh yeah, my God. that fear certainly went in my head that if Frankfurt said no, then it's like, okay, 
then my head is like, oh, we're going to have to now change our expectations and just change what our plan was where mm-hmm. now it's find a place to stay for two weeks. And, and then it's like, do we try every day to find a way to go home or do we just disconnect for a little bit? So yeah, all, all those options were, were, were on the table. Wow. Now I watched uh, the CTV news last night and they had a story on a woman who was stuck in, I don't know if it's your hotel or one of those hotels with her couple of kids and, uh, she was just sort of telling nightmare stories about the situation while she waits for a COVID test to come back. But yeah, she was. Wa- they had a shot of her walking through the hall, of the hotel, and they it looked like something out of like a a sci-fi movie. Like the halls were yeah. all yeah, like a Dexter scene, right? It was okay. all plastic everywhere. Is that the way it was? That was like out in your hallway? Oh, absolutely. Um, on the main level, like here's what happened. So there was about sixteen of us from the flight from Frankfurt to Toronto. And I like saying Frankfurt because I get to put a bit of an accent that makes me sound classy. And um, so we have to wait for the shuttle bus to take us to the hotel. The shuttle bus was the yellow, the yellow school bus. Just oh, the big yellow and they take us to the side of the hotel and there's like a door there that looks like a haunted house and out walks like a doctor all in the full hazmat suit brings us in a couple at a time. And I wouldn't go with sci-fi movie. I would go with Outbreak. Like literally, I felt like the outbreak monkey, and I was getting chased by Dustin Hoffman and uh, and Kevin Spacey, and uh, and and I think uh, I think uh, I forget. It. Anyway, uh, wait Patrick a second, Denver. Kevin. You don't want to be chased by yeah. You, I think that's the clip you want to use to promote this. Probably not. Um, and so yeah, like everyone was in these hazmat suits, and then we had to go up to our room and. You're not allowed to leave the room. The door is, is over there. I don't know what's on the other side of that door. Um, so, yeah, that is really weird. And it, it, it does feel like we're some sort of contagious thing here, even though I've tested negative three times, like in the last hundred hours um, for COVID. But and like they send us our meals and when they drop off the meals. Full hazmat suits, this, uh, the same thing as well. So it's uh, that part. Uh, that part is pretty wild. How are the meals? meals? Yeah. The meals no question. Are, you know what? The meals are fine. They're, they're much better than that, that fire festival. You know, uh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, the bar's high there. The, the, yeah. the cheese is talked about that. The, the only negative is not the food. The food's fine. Is that they don't have alcohol here. They don't have wine. But don't worry for your plucky young superhero. I, uh, I was able to get someone to do a care package. So I, uh, I do have, you know. I'd like to say I only have one bottle of wine here, but I was able to sneak in a bunch. So don't worry. Uh, that part's been taken care of. Sorry. Where's your girlfriend? Is your girlfriend with you or is she at the quarantine yeah. separately? Okay. No, no, no. She's, um, she is uh, here with me. Her twin sister is in another room and we can't even go and see her. Like if we want to drop something off to her, we have to call security. They come up. We give the package and then, then they drop it off there. Wow. But uh, yeah, so I'm with I'm with her, which means um, I got I watched the Monday Night Football game. But then there's been some Hallmark Christmas movies since. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're not that good. You're gonna find out if you love each other. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, we've been together <laughs> for two years, but oh. it's not just here because we'll leave here in the next day or so. Uh, hopefully, the wine won't run out. Um, but then we have to quarantine. We have to quarantine for the rest of the time uh, at my place, and that and we only have one TV where I live, 
thankfully three bathrooms. So that's good. But uh, yeah, we'll find out uh, how much we love each other. Then that'll, that'll test us. That'll test us. <laughs> Goff, Very Goff, good. Any questions? So well, when, when are you, when are you going to be back at work? Um, I'm hoping I'll be doing the show on Friday. I probably could have pushed it to maybe Thursday, but because we're supposed to be here for 24 to 72 hours. So I didn't want to tell our bosses, oh yeah, no, I'm good for Thursday. And then Thursday morning, hey, you better find new people to host the show. So um, I'll be I'll be back on Friday and I'm just trying to get caught up with what's been going on in the world of sports. Apparently the Winnipeg Jets are a bunch of no good Knicks from what I can see. <laughs> They're meanies. They're big and mean. Jason Spezza, dirtiest player in the NHL. He's like he's like at the new Bertuzzi with that, that iron knee of his. <laughs> passing, <laughs> passing, no longer relevant in the NFL. You don't need to pass anymore. It's 1972, baby. It's Larry Zonka. It's Mercury Morse. It's Jim Click. There's Greasy. He's throwing twice. Once the Paul Warfield. I'm an old man with that reference. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you actually waiting on right now? Are you waiting on one more negative test before they let you out? One more PCR test, where then uh, we are released to go back to the condo. So, yeah, we took it at the Pearson Airport yesterday at around 6.37. And uh, the funny thing is the whole time we're like, oh, please don't let us do the hotel. Please don't let us do the hotel. And then we can see the body language of the people in front of us as they just do this. And we're like, yeah, we're going to the hotel. They're going to the hotel. We're going to go to the hotel as well. It's, you know, I'm all for safety. I'm all for uh, following health measures, but it, it does seem... It does seem a little bit excessive, but I guess that's the price of travel, right? And I, I felt that way last year. You're lucky enough to go on a trip to South Africa. I was yeah. in Turks or whatever. If you want to, if you want to travel somewhere, I guess that's the price price you got to pay. But as long the as you're odd, healthy, that's good. Yeah. The odd thing is, is like, and I don't go too much into the science of it because, well, I'm in sports media. I'm a dummy. <laughs> what I feel bad for is that. They, I believe the first case of Omicron wasn't even in South Africa. They're just the one who detected it. Exactly. So yeah. You've got like Britain and all these other countries and states, and they're shutting things down. And it feels like South Africa is getting punished yeah. more yeah. than other countries. And 100%. They're, they're going into their tourism season right now. They've had far harsher lockdowns and stricter measures over the last year and a half than anywhere in North America. They've done things right. Even when we were there, you know, they still curfew something out. Everyone's most people are still wearing masks outside, and they're going to get crushed economically by this. By people that can't travel there, and I can tell you right now, um, I've been to Italy, and I'm, I'm not doing this to brag. There's a point here. I've been to Italy and France and California and BC and all these wine regions. Stellenbosch is as gorgeous as any of them, and they they're the people of South Africa. They're nicer than we are. Like we're Canadians, we're fairly nice. They're way well nicer than they are, than than we are, and I I just feel bad for South Africa and several other African nations that are that are getting punished for this. Top top of my list of places to go. That's like my dream big family trip. I want to go to Cape Town. I want to do the safari, do the whole thing. I want to swim with the great whites. Uh, yeah. Number one thing on my list. Um, but to what to your point, you know, the one thing I've always thought my entire life is that. You know, the people running the world are so much smarter than all of us, and they'll always figure these things out. And you're so right. I think that what COVID has taught us more than anything else is that is not true. And that's at the top of the list is that our first reaction to a positive couple of cases in South Africa is stop the flights when yeah. you're right. South Africa should actually be rewarded in a way for being on top of this more than any other country. Gotcha, and it's yeah. become clear it's been in every country, maybe it's, before South Africa. Yeah. 
And by the way, to, to add to that, like, I was wondering what the media attention was like here because all my friends were like, are you safe? And I'd be, I'd be drinking this beautiful glass of, of <laughs> South African tab soft, and I'd be staring out at the Indian Ocean. I'm like, am I safe? I mean, you know, yeah, I don't are, think, I mean, I, I didn't take from the coverage that, you know, South Africa was, it was looting and people running around the streets yeah. and things like that. But uh, you're right. It does get a little excessive that there's a massive breakout there and everybody should be staying inside. The other part I was going to say about how little we know is this idea that the richer countries in the world, and look, I, I admit to being selfish too. I wanted the vaccine as quickly as possible. We were all mad at Canada when we didn't get the vaccines at first. And yeah. then Canada caught up and we, you know, we were all happy about getting double vaccinated, but it was, you know, it was a friend of mine smarter than me who first told me way, like just as the vaccines were coming out, this doesn't matter because all the poor countries in the world are not going to get vaccinated. And so this is where these, until we get the entire world vaccinated, yeah. it's not going to matter. And I think we were all naive enough to think, Oh, Canada is 80% vaccinated. We're great. Yeah. But this is going to continue to creep up until we get all of the poor nations in the world vaccinated. And, and that's, we're so self-interested that way in our little world. And, and, and when it's something like this, it's a global problem. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not doing a very good speech here, but it no, frustrates the hell out of me. It's 100% true. The fact that, that these other countries aren't vaccinated enough, it impacts everyone. You know, sure. like anyone traveling, you know, to a variety of the countries, they're all going to be impacted by it. And like, you know, we, we were, they, we were double vaxxed. We did everything right, but it, it doesn't matter. And you're right. More people that get vaccinated and the more ways that, 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 that richer countries can help poorer countries until everyone gets lifted up. We all eventually just get sort of dragged down. Absolutely. Any questions from the other guys before we let yeah, you go? I, I got a couple here. Um, uh, for starters, you said that there's security in the hotel room. So I, I, I've just been wondering this whole entire time. If you turned around and opened that door behind you, what would happen? I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Draw it I can open the door. You know. Is there, is there, are there armed guards standing in the hallway? Is what I'm wondering. There might be. Like literally, I have no idea. I, 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 I opened the door. I opened the door once to collect my food. And another door opened and there was another passenger and we looked at each other for a second and then we just, you know, crept back into our room. <laughs> you're you're way more like patient than I am. Yeah. Well, we went through that. I, I told the guys last year in Edmonton when we were in the bubble before the World Juniors, we had to spend four days in the hotel room and we had little, you know, basically the equivalent of ankle monitors on us that uh, convicted convicts on parole have. Wow. And if we, if we left the room, I don't know, something was going to beep and it would be a SWAT team up there in two minutes, apparently. I think it so. just explodes. Cause, uh, was there a lower point in your life than when you found out you were rejected by the city of Newark? Um, good question. By like you. Of all the places in America to be told you can't go. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like, I'm trying to think of any breakups or bad beats. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that near the bottom. You know, I, I, I was I once had a failed uh, marriage, um, <laughs> you know, well, it was really a marriage. It was, um, you know, we were a fiance thing. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, I, I, you're Does right. Does the girlfriend like, in the room know about that? I actually sold that wedding ring and gave half the money to my current girlfriend's charity. I spent the other <laughs> half for me. But, you know, you're right. Like if I was rejected by, say, San Francisco, Savannah, um, even New York, Manhattan, I'd be fine with it. But like mm -hmm. Newark, yeah. you know, 
Bismarck, North Dakota. I mean, come on, let me in. I mean, uh, come on, what am I going to do? All right. So uh, one last thing here, and this is more of a serious one. A lot of people planning trips. Obviously, everyone's trying to take into account everything. At the end of it all, uh, with the ordeal, was it worth doing the trip? Are there things you would consider before next time, before doing something like this? Was Did it affect the cost of the trip in any way, uh, trying to get back as quickly as you had to? Um, I, I, no regrets. I'm glad I did the trip. I saw this gorgeous country. I met so many nice people. Um, zero regrets. Even during the moments of stress and anxiety, I still had no regrets about it. Um, did it, uh, yes. In terms of money. Yeah. Yes. Uh, many, many thousands of dollars more, uh, um, just to get home. But I mean, I, I said many, I mean, yes, thousands more to get home. Um, but whatever. And then um, I, I think the only thing is I kind of wish, I wish consulates, I don't expect them to say, don't worry, the chopper's picking you up and taking you home. But I wish consulates would have more information about where to go for PCR tests. And I think the only thing I would do is like, that was one of the biggest stresses. And eventually I woke up one morning super early and just went to the Cape Town airport. We were staying nearby, wandered around, checked everywhere until I found a place that could do it in two hours or less. And I'm like, mm. the consulate not already have that information? You know, it's not like you're going to give me a private jet home, but help the Canadians. So I think if I, I would, I would tell anyone traveling, do all your research now for where to go for PCR tests, phone numbers, email addresses, things like that. So if you do have to suddenly change your trip, you can, you can work that into the timeline. So that would be, um, that would be the, the, that would be the big one for me. Awesome. Did you have to, did you, was the consulate uh, of any help at all? Not much. I, I, and not much. And that to me is more about the Canadian government. Like, you know, like I would call them and they would, you know, you could actually talk to a human. You could email them and they'd get back to you. And they did give some information, but a lot of the information you could find on the website. Like, so I would say the consulate needs, like these consulates need to do a better job. But I like to me, I don't know how much that's the consulate, how much of that is, is, is on the Canadian government. Like, but yeah. as I said, like if the consulate had just done simple things like having PCR tests, showing us that kind of stuff, maybe, um, you know, also helping out with looking at potential flights, you know, that was the bare minimum that I would have wanted. And they didn't really do that. Mm. So yeah. I guess in answer, no, they, they really weren't, they really weren't much help. They didn't really provide much more than what you could have found on uh, on a website. Like they, they maybe sent me one or two things I didn't know. Right. Mm. Are Couple they things. hiring? That would be a I good gig. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Uh, let me just see here. Uh, Cape Town, uh, PCR, uh, looks like on uh, Wellwood Drive. <laughs> Try there. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah. go Canada. <laughs> I uh, did not know that you can fly from Cape Town to Newark, so I'll keep that in mind when I do uh, get to my South African vacation when this uh, whole mess is over. Because I thought you had to fly to, like, Europe and then fly to South Africa that way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, – uh, by the way, who knows now? You know, I mean yeah, – Right. right. It's probably a while. James, you see a swim with sharks? I like, yeah. you, you get in the you get in the cage like Richard Dreyfus and Jaws, and it didn't end well there. That shark took care of things. You swim with dolphins. You don't swim with sharks. Have you seen those things? Murderous. No, that's, that's what everybody does in the Cape Town. I'm surprised you didn't do it. Is all the great wow. whites come and go in the thing, and you get the pictures, and you go on Instagram and go, "Hey, look at them with great whites." Oh, there's my I lost my finger. Ah! 
My girlfriend, my girlfriend Amy, just came out of the bedroom and say she did that last time she was in South Africa. So she oh. did actually do the do the shark thing. Shark. That was because oh. she lost the bed at a bar. So. Oh, oh. Mm. Uh, say hi to Amy for us. We're glad you're home safe. Uh, we're, we're look forward to hearing you back on the air again. And uh, thanks for this, buddy. Appreciate it. I hope this one is as memorable as the last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this time you're gonna get. This time you're gonna get headline billing. Although kind of curious about Amy coming out of the bedroom. Make sure the camera's off. Thanks, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Amy. Appreciate that. That's our buddy, Matthew Paz. And that's, uh, don't forget to stay tuned for the regular edition of the Rubber Boots Podcast. Coming your way Thursday night. See everybody. This is Janie's Podcast. about life and a little sports you know we're gonna play some games and if nothing else you know we're gonna have a laugh we're gonna have a laugh oh yeah this is the podcast are you wearing your rubber boots tonight